Hello, Vikings. Welcome to the After Augie podcast show. Thanks for tuning in to our very first inaugural episode. My name is Molly Hodges, formerly Molly Calhoun from the grad class of 2014. So this is the After Augie podcast for all those people who want to stay in their glory years and talk about all things Augustana and all things post-Augustana. Um, and I'm excited to be your host. And now let's just dig into life after Augie. We've got a great guest for you today. His name is Mark Hoffman. He is a graduating class member of 2015. Um, I knew Mark from OSL. And I also knew him because he did an internship with my husband, who's also an Augustana grad. He's a great guy. He's extremely impressive. And he is a genius, but he would never say so. So I can't wait to dig in and hear more from Mark. We have Mark Hoffman, a 2015 grad, um, and Mark and I met through OSL, and he also was with my husband at the MD Anderson internship, and I'll let him talk about um, both of those things. So he's one of the first people I thought of because he's kind of the quintessential, most likely to succeed person that I could think of from Augustana, um, and he is succeeding. So I'm going to have Mark just give us a little intro about us. So Mark, tell us about you. Cool. Well, yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks again, Molly, for having me on this. I'm super excited to to try to spread some wisdom. I don't know how helpful I'll be, but I'll, I'll try. Probably more um, helpful. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks again for having me. Uh, my name is Mark Hoffman. I'm a 2015 Augustana alumni. Um, I graduated with degrees in engineering physics and pre-medicine uh, with minors in computer science and math. I'm currently a machine learning engineer at Meta in Palo Alto, California. Um, and my current work there focuses on training, improving uh, upon the large AI models that power uh, the ads recommendation systems across all of Meta's products. So Facebook, Instagram, all of those things. Okay. So yeah, I, when I hear Meta, I think Instagram, Facebook, and then those targeted um, ads, those ones. Yep, exactly. So every time like you refresh news feeds or things, um, you'll notice there's an ad placed every five or so slots that are that's uh, very targeted to individuals. Um, I work on all of the AI models that go into uh, generating those in such a way that it's very likely that you'll engage with those. Okay, that's very cool. And AI is all the buzz right now. I feel like it's constantly in the news. So wait yeah. to see where all of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then just kind of closing the gap. So you're eight years out from graduation. Mm -hmm. um, what were you involved in way back at Augustana? And then we'll kind of work towards present day. Yeah, sure. Um, so at Augustana, uh, I was involved in a, a number of things. Um, probably firstly, uh, OSL, the Office of Student Life and Leadership. Um, I spent a lot of time working at that office. I think my sophomore year, I got involved as the uh, live on campus co-chair and then junior and senior year I was a co-executive director um, in addition to that I was involved in the Phi Omega Phi fraternity um, I played ultimate frisbee and a handful of other intramural sports um, and I even did uh, orchestra for a couple of years as well um, oh and then I also did uh, research for a couple of years as well with uh, Dr. Frank and Dr. Van Howe in the physics department I'm working on uh, nuclear oh. physics research and optics research. So, so it's cool. uh, a little all over the place, but um, yeah, definitely really enjoyed my time. 
Yeah, kind of a classic Augie student, just um, kind of spread thin, involved in a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. Because yeah, I know you from OSL. I can't remember what they call it now, but I think it's changed. And it changed a few times while you and I were there. Um, yeah. You and I were under the rain. Yeah, Kaboom, and then OSA yeah. and OSL. Um, so you and I yeah. were there when they moved into that new division of the library. And we were under the reign of yep. Ken Brill, and he took us to Friday Lunch Club. Did you ever do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was one of my favorite Fed things. Us? Oh, yeah. yeah that that was, was half the reason to be in OSL. It was awesome. Yeah, I still keep in touch with a ton of people out of that office as well. Uh, yeah, I, I think that was like a really defining moment of, of just getting so many different life experiences that translate into the real world um, just yeah. out of that office. So I couldn't, I can say enough good things about it. I completely agree. It seems, it seems unrelated, like I work in healthcare and it seems unrelated, but I've learned so much just from working as a team, delegating and um, just kind of holding contacts with people in different specialties for one um, solitary goal. And then Puba, but I think they go by the Pops now. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I can never keep up with yeah. all the names. And then what instrument did you play? Uh, I played percussion. Yeah. And oh. actually, fun story. Cool. I uh, Going into college, I was actually uh, supposed to be a music performance major. And I was that basically oh, wow. up until like one or two weeks before the deadline where all those things had to be finalized. Um, and at the last second, I changed my major from music performance to, uh, to pre-medicine and physics, but I still wow. wanted to be super involved. And so I, I, yeah, I ended up doing orchestra for the first two years. And so when you say the last second, you mean before freshman year started or? Um, yeah. So like right before freshman year started, um, okay. cause I, I already went through the whole like acceptance process. And that was actually one of the big reasons why I chose Augustana. Um, was because at most other larger schools, you had a uh, you had a very strict path if you had to follow um, a program, like really, uh, like really exactly what the program specified. But yeah. me started going in where I was like, oh, I want to be a music major, but also I like physics and I might want to be a doctor. Um, Augustana was <laughs> one of the only places where it sort of allowed me to try to do everything all at the same exact time. Um, and then I could sort of uh, meander and find my way into what my passions were down the road. Yeah, that's so I didn't realize till, you know, at, when it was too late, how important it is that Augustana does kind of give you room to explore, so to speak. So I've heard mm -hmm. that from a lot of people, even just, um, well, you and I had trimesters, so even just studying abroad and everything like that, there's, it's mm -hmm. easier to fit that in. Did you yeah. study abroad, actually, on that topic? Uh, no, I ended up not not being able to study abroad. Um, I did use my Augie Choice money though for instead of studying abroad, I used it for the Texas Medical Program. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I got to go down to Texas for a little bit there. Yeah, it's it's kind of a different country, so you kind of studied abroad in yeah, some way. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, what is an experience at Augustana that was kind of transformative or defining for you? in terms of where you are today and where you are in your career path? Um, yeah, so I, I think actually along those same exact lines, the Texas medical program, I think is pretty transforming and really helped me uh, figure out the path that I'm on today. 
Um, but actually sort of counterintuitively uh, from how you would think about that program working. Um, so I ended up going down the summer between my junior and senior year. Um, and I interned at MD Anderson under a medical physicist. Um, my summer project was essentially doing uh, various statistical analysis for radiation therapy patients, along with, um, because at the time I thought I wanted to be a doctor, um, but I didn't know what kind yet. And so I also shadowed a ton of different doctors all throughout the summer. Um, and awesome. because, yeah, yeah, it was a really cool experience. <laughs> um, but going through that process of shadowing doctors all day, I actually quickly realized that I uh, did not want to be in the medical profession whatsoever. Um, and then I sort of had this moment where it forced me to get out of my comfort zone of just sort of being in this mode of I'm a college student, I'm taking classes and being a doctor sounds cool. So I'm just going to possibly keep going down this path. Um, but it really forced me to get out and say, what am I, what am I actually passionate about and try to find that thing, whatever it was. Um, coincidentally, uh, that was the same exact summer where I actually got into coding as well. Um, I just started picking it up on the side as sort of a hobby and I got really into it. And then it, I ended up getting a passion for staying up late coding, trying to create a couple just wow. uh, side apps and stuff after my internship and stuff during the days. Um, but I'd say that's really where I started digging into coding in that summer before senior year. And that really laid the foundation for honestly, the rest of my career, um, just sort of getting that foundation of curiosity for computers and math. Okay. That's awesome. So my husband did that program with you the same summer. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I visited you guys and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the story went that you even coded a program that did some of your internship, which is an extremely competitive internship. Didn't you code a program to do some of it for you? Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> because I got into uh, because I got so far into programming and stuff and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, what am I going to do this? My, uh, all the statistical analyses that I was supposed to run, um, it was like very manual with lots and lots of Excel sheets and uh, you had to pull data from all these different systems. Um, if I were to do it manually, it probably would have taken, I don't know, like four to five times more time um, than uh, because I sort of, was experimenting around trying to automate it. It was like just some scripting. Um, I finished much, much faster than was originally anticipated for the entire summer. So yeah. what was originally, I think, still for 10 weeks, I got done in four or five weeks. And then it was sort of like, okay, go <laughs> shadow doctors or go do whatever you want for the next five weeks and make the most of your time there. Just amazing that Ben and I still are completely astounded by that, but also we think that it's hilarious that you did that. You made a program to do your internship for you. And yeah. it's a really hard internship to get. Um, and you yeah. even made, I remember downloading your app and playing a game. You had coded yeah. when you're down there, stuff like that. So I guess you did get a really good experience from the internship, but you're right. It's a little bit ironic the way that it all came about. Um, and then so you were saying you kind of had to challenge yourself in terms of, is this what I want to do? Is this what I'm passionate about? 
Was that something you, um, a question you posed to yourself or was there guidance from somebody at Augustana or somebody at the internship who kind of asked you that, kind of challenged you in that way? Mm -hmm. Um, I think if it was just you, you can say so. I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. I think sort of the first level of like existential, like what am I doing with my life sort of came from that exact shadowing doctors and realized I didn't want to necessarily go down that path. Um, okay. I remember sitting in Dr. Dyer's office of uh, the engineering department at Augustana and because uh, he was my advisor uh, as well throughout Augustana. Um, I was sitting in his office and I said, okay, but what am I going to do with this degree? And he like sort of pointed out a couple of possible avenues, but the, the dots really weren't super connected yet um, from graduation. And so I, uh, yeah, that's sort of what spurred me on to uh, the whole path of trying to understand, understand what, what is out there to, to be able to go pursue. Okay. So it kind of, it didn't all happen right then and there in that internship. It was yeah. kind of a full experience talking to Dr. Dyer and everything like that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and then since then, so since Augustana to now, you've had a very cool path. I was looking at your LinkedIn. Um, I won't give too many spoilers, but some buzzwords are NASA and even the CIA. Yeah. Um, yeah. So very cool. But I'll let you tell the story. So from Augustana, you graduate. And then what was the next step for you? And how'd you get there? Yeah, definitely. So um, right out of Augustana. Um, my senior year, I knew I was, uh, again, sort of interested in this intersection of computers, math, and business, but I didn't really know how to break into a field where I could use those things. And so uh, my senior year, I did a lot of digging for grad school programs of something that might seem relevant to those. Um, I found this grad school program at North Carolina State University. Um, it's called the Institute for Advanced Analytics. Um, and they really, uh, they're this program that sort of focused on using statistics and machine learning to uh, directly solve business questions. And so that seemed really interesting to me at the time. And um, that's where I started my journey initially, uh, going going to grad school there for, for a little bit. Very cool. And yeah. then from there, where did you go? Yeah, where, so, I guess, yeah, kind of how, how did that um, lead to where you are now, whether literally it opened up a door for you or just kind of changed your thinking and helped you learn exactly yeah. what you want to do? Yeah, so uh, that program, I think, really solidified how passionate I was for sort of this combination of um, these multidisciplinary subjects. Um, they also, uh, that program had a really good uh, co-op program. So like alongside taking all of your classes, uh, they would insert you into various businesses that had partnerships. And so you'd gain real world experience, like using machine learning for business applications uh, throughout your entire time in the program. And so I was uh, placed, I actually got a, a really fortunate situation to be placed in the intelligence community. And I was working with the uh, CIA um, doing machine learning statistics for different applications they had there. Um, and yeah, so that, that was sort of the first step that really solidified. I really liked that realm of things. Mm -hmm. And then getting out of that as well, um, I 
uh, well, back up just a little bit. Also in college, my senior year, I ended up starting a software, like small software consulting company um, with the idea that we were just building some websites to make some uh, money on the weekends to go out and things like that. Um, <laughs> but alongside grad school, I was actually doing this with a couple of Augustana alumni um, throughout there and throughout the co-op and all of that stuff. And right when I was about to graduate grad school as well, uh, we ended up raising some angel funding to develop uh, a logistics software platform. And so I ended up uh, turning down a, a couple of the jobs that I got from, from grad school and ended up going all in on uh, this company. Uh, we called it 38th Street Studios. And um, yeah, we ended up jumping in full time to build the software and uh, yeah, started with a couple Augustana alumni out of dorm room senior year, and uh, it's it's still it's still running today, and we've employed a handful oh, of Augustana wow. alumni as well over the years. That's really cool. So, okay, so it started to fund like your Ribco Thursdays and your Goon Man yeah, outings, exactly. and 38th Street <laughs> is a reference to 38th Street in Rock Island, I take it? Exactly. 38th Street going so uh, cool. right past Thornton. Yep. Okay, that is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and so, go ahead. No, you can go ahead. Yeah. So I was, was going to say just, um, so yeah, over time, um, I'm going to try to make the journey of how like we got to present day today. Um, but yeah. it, it has a couple of twists and turns. So bear with me. Um, but so yeah, just uh, jumped in 30 Street Studios full time. Um, in addition to that logistics platform that we got funded for, we also did a couple of other uh, things such as like we built up a construction operations solution software platform. Um, we had this whole digital marketing arm of things that we we're running, and then a couple of uh, sub, uh, a couple of consulting jobs for various like Fortune 500 companies. Um, yeah, it, that was a really interesting part of of my just career development. It taught me uh, one grit to a large extent of trying to jump in and uh, start a business from scratch. But also oh how to run a business coming from a major that was just very technical in nature. Um, and then that's really where I sort of discovered the uh, love of creating things and building things from scratch, both on the business and technical sides. Um, but yeah, I end up uh, working there full time up until early 2018 when I was approached. Um, I got this great opportunity to uh, go move down to Pasadena, California, and start work at NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab. So I moved into more of an advisory role for 38th, and they're still running, still doing great stuff up until this day. And uh, wow. then, yeah, I moved out to California to start working at NASA. That is so cool. That had to be kind of a somebody who wants to do engineering, nuclear, physics, and all that. Such a dream, <laughs> dream title, yeah. NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was definitely really cool. Um, yeah, and talk about, yeah, bringing back in all the physics and undergrad knowledge. Um, yeah, I that's really where the floodgates honestly opened for me in terms of just access to knowledge and access to so many people just so excited to wake up every day and do their thing. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a really transformative step for me as well. Um, so did you kind of have, was that like a place where your love for the computer part 
um, and the problem solving part met with the physics? Was that kind of the first time that really clicked together or did you kind of switch mostly to the physics side of things when you went to NASA? Yeah, yeah, uh, I, was, I was mostly on the computer side of things. So my official title there was as a data scientist. Um, okay. So there are a lot of areas where having the physics background really helped uh, in terms of just projects and having an understanding of the domain. But a lot of my work was focused on more of the computer math uh, simulation side of things in some cases. And so, for example, some of the projects that I did there, um, uh, I helped build a computer vision component for the autonomous navigation system that is sitting on the Mars 2020 rover um, that we launched there. And so that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. And then and then was also involved in um, we we built a new scheduling system for optimizing uh, telemetry transfer between JPL spacecraft um, as they're out in outer space and then the world's turning around. There's three large communication uh, stations around the Earth, and so we uh, redid the whole optimization algorithm of how telemetry gets transferred to those stations from from JPL spacecraft. Um, yeah, okay. so it's a bunch of cool stuff like that. And also dipped my toes into uh, JPL is a really good partnership with uh, DARPA programs. And so uh, if it's your first time hearing what DARPA was, uh, it, I also didn't know what DARPA was until- I've heard role. of it, but I, that's um, it. I know it as a buzzword. So if yeah. you could so explain it, that a little bit, great. Yeah, uh, definitely. So it, it stands for the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. And it essentially acts as this government entity that the mission is to push forward and create uh, technological advances um, in all different areas of STEM. And so fun fact, uh, the internet was actually invented as part of a DARPA program in the late 1960s, if that gives you any idea of uh, the general scope of what these programs are. Um, but so, yeah, I was, I was involved with a couple of DARPA programs at the Jet Propulsion Lab relating to uh, large-scale auto-ML systems. And when I say auto-ML, uh, think about it as uh, creating AI to help AI learn better and be solve more generalizable problems. So that it can take over the world one day, <laughs> turn on <laughs> yeah. all of us and take over the world. Yeah, exactly. That is so that's cool. the, yeah, that's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that we'll save that for another day a conspiracy theory yeah. podcast or something like that. Okay. That is <laughs> very cool. And then your time, yeah. you're not still there, obviously. So how did you no. come to leave NASA and go on to your next step? Yeah. So uh, JPL, just in nature, it's like a very academic environment. It's also a very entrepreneurial environment as well, um, which I, is one of the reasons why I really loved working there. Um, so while I was there, I actually started uh, moonlighting for a company based out of Chicago, a very early stage startup company that I actually met the founder uh, back when I was in Chicago prior to moving out to Southern California. They're called uh, Ubide Technologies. Um, they're essentially at a stage where they had, excuse me, um, they're essentially at a stage where they had two co-founders and they raised a couple, uh, some angel funding to build an initial prototype of their technology. I ended up getting connected to them and built out uh, their initial prototypes and all of that. Uh, essentially it was a system that uh, 
it's a sensor that would listen to and reverse engineer the handshake um, between a cellular device and the cell tower. And okay. it was used in order to uh, tell you in real time how many cellular devices were near this sensor in physical space at all times. And so think about this technology being utilized for things like home security systems of there's four phones in the house and I don't recognize any of them or uh, whereas they're okay. like, there's normally only two phones in the house at this given time. So that, that's the idea. That people are hiding in the closet towards. kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I, I built up some of those initial prototypes. I uh, got really interested in the technology and uh, the company ended up taking that and they uh, raised the series a um which if you're not uh, as familiar in like the venture capital uh sort of uh mode of funding you usually go angel to get enough funding to sort of prove out your first like mvp of an idea series a is sort of the next stage to scale a company and like really get product market fit and then you sort of scale from there uh, but venture capital allows you to uh, build up a team and just have capital to to expand your business faster. And okay. so um, at at that point, I was offered to come on full time as the first engineering hire and chief architect of the company. And uh, yeah, it just it made sense. It felt right. I got super interested in technology, and so I ended up leaving NASA to move back to Chicago and uh, do this full time. And it was called Ubiety. That's how you pronounce that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ubiety Technologies. <laughs> okay. That's always a, a point of contention. Contention is it Ubiety or uh, Ubiety or Ubiety? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of misunderstandings. I was gonna let you say the name of it first because I saw that and I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce that. So thank you for telling us that. And then how yeah. did that lead into Meta? Yeah. So. Um, I was at Ubiety for, uh, if you include the moonlighting time as well, about two and a half to three years. Um, that uh, was an awesome experience as well. I learned how to grow, like one, great stuff really fast, work on sort of the cutting edge of uh, AI research as it relates to RF signaling and machine learning. Um, and then we, because of the venture capital funding that we just got, we were able to grow the team fast from uh, essentially one engineer to now uh, leading a team of 12 engineers um, across the various disciplines we needed of like embedded systems, uh, applied AI research and cloud infrastructure. Um, so that was super cool. fun. Um, but then after three years, it was just sort of that uh, stage of the company where it uh, the company was maturing and it was shifting more towards uh, setting up sort of like a, uh, regular cadence of partnerships and doing a lot of integration work versus that like zero to one uh, type of work that I found that I really enjoyed. And okay. so I was trying to think of what was next to round out the profile of all of the random things that I just described in my career before this point. And one of the <laughs> things that I, <laughs> one of the things that I uh, thought of that I didn't, that I, I just wanted to understand how that part of the world worked a little bit more was mm -hmm. in big tech. So a lot of my experience up to that point was uh, smaller teams uh, working on like very isolated problems, but I didn't really have a good understanding of uh, how really, really large complex systems are built and maintained that 
uh, need to serve like world scale traffic. And also like when building those systems, how do you collaborate with hundreds of engineers at any given time? And uh, yeah, the place to get that experience is big tech. You go to like Google or Facebook or Uber, or one of those. And so, okay. uh, yeah, that's how I sort of made that decision. And I leaped over to Meta and I've been here for uh, about a year now um, within the core ML team, the core machine learning team uh, within ads where I'm building state-of-the-art AI infrastructure um, and working on, working on these AI models that uh, serve these systems that serve over 3 billion people uh, every day. Which Probably is most of the listeners, actually, myself yeah. at least. So, wow. Yeah. Okay, so you went from, you went from a music major and then yes. you switched, you thought physics, engineering, medicine, and then had a very unique and ironic experience at MD Anderson and started yep. thinking, what do I really want to do? What are my real passions? And then really the answer to that question unfolded with a grad program and quite a few jobs. Because <laughs> it, was, it yeah. sounds like when you got to Facebook, you're like, okay, this, or before you, sorry, not Facebook, Meta. When you were at um, Ubiety, you were thinking, I like these, I like the problem solving. And you figured out exactly what it is that you're passionate about and what you're looking for in a job and in a challenge, um, which mm -hmm. is kind of cool. So I think a lot of people go into college thinking, this is my major, this is the path I follow. And then my first job, I'll be in it till I retire or die. It's kind of the expectation <laughs> we all have, but you have, your journey is such a great picture of what so many alum actually go through, which is questioning, challenging your major, your passions, and then so many steps along the way in the early part of your career to really figure out what you want. Um, so I think that's really cool. And since this is a podcast for young alumni, um, and mm -hmm. you and I are hardly considered young alumni anymore. <laughs> so now you've gone through all these steps in your early career, um, kind of found your niche, found your calling, what kind of tips do you have or advice do you have for um, either those who are late in their education at Augustana junior, senior year, or probably more importantly, those um, who've just graduated or in the first few years after graduation. And are many are like you who aren't quite sure um, where they fit in the professional world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly what you described is a great point. Um, I didn't have everything figured out going into junior, senior year, or I didn't even have any, everything figured out like the first couple of years of my career. I still wouldn't say I know what I'm going to do five years, 10 years from now. <laughs> um, but I, I think that's an important point to make. It's, it's so important to realize that it's okay to not have everything figured out. As long as you try to just continually push and try to explore different topics and try to find the things that bring you energy to work on. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've used that sort of as the guiding light in my entire journey and career path. And uh, that's the reason why I've sort of had this like twisty and windy road um, along my journey. But that's uh, that's how I go and I uh, am able to wake up every morning and just be very excited about what I'm doing. Um, so that's, yeah, that, that's, that's, I think the most important thing that I'd, I'd give as advice. Yeah, and probably just to, 
Yeah, because what I'm hearing with you, it's it takes a certain amount of bravery to um, challenge yourself and change majors, change career paths. Tell your family, hey, I'm not going to be a doctor. So mom and dad stop <laughs> bragging to your friends about that. So it does take, it even takes a lot of courage to leave a job um, and mm-hmm. pursue something different. So I think even from your story, that's kind of a lesson I took is make the change if you're not happy. So I think that's awesome that you're doing that and still staying excited because so many of us are in a rut. Um, yep. So very cool. Yeah. And then just yeah, to kind of exactly. round it out. If you were to go back to campus, where's the first place on campus um, you would want to go back to? And where's the first place off campus you'd want to go back to? So for me, I think maybe my senior year house, I would totally want to go knock. I'm not brave enough, but I'd want to go knock on the, ho- on the door and poke around, see how different it is. And off campus, I loved that um, that pizza and co- calzones place i don't know if you know that one and oh i do yeah yeah uh pizza and subs although yeah pizza and subs subs. yeah they had a mac and cheese calzone and maybe get a naughty girl scout at dak fact yeah (laughs) so what would your what would your answers be um let's see on campus i uh i really appreciate and miss the slew path honestly like the slew path during uh fall time i think is i so underappreciated it while i was at campus on campus um but especially like being out on the west coast and stuff now and just having sort of this newfound appreciation for nature and all the things that are in california um that's one thing that i still have never found something that like replicates the way that the slew campus during this blue path during fall time makes you feel. So so I think that'd be like my number one. Um, And then for off campus, let's see. Uh, I think uh, my go-to is La Ranch. Loves Mm, La Ranch burritos. (laughs) It's some of those spicy margaritas. And then, yeah, I I, I think that's definitely the go-to off campus. Maybe, uh, oh, we used to, me and my roommates used to do uh, Legends Sundays and just post up at Legends and like have like a bunch of people come by and through and stuff. And that, that, was, a, that was a really good memory as well. Legends was ever changing. So it was um, the China Dragon or something. To yeah. Start. And then yeah. it was Legends when we left. I don't, and I don't think it's actually Legends anymore. But um, for those uh, who are too young to get the reference, it's by the funeral home. I can't even remember the intersection. 7th Ave and... I can't remember, but it's, yeah, it's by the funeral home off campus, but it's off 7th Avenue. So good choices for sure. Um, and I think that's all the questions I have. So thank you so much for your time. I'll let you get back to all the fancy AI stuff that you work on. Um, and this will come out in July. So thank you again. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. No problem. Thanks for having yeah. me. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much to Mark Hoffman for being our very first guest. He's got big shoes to fill for next month. So catch us back here in a month for another Augie Action episode with a new alumni. Until next time, Vikings.